welcome. My name is Esther. I'm the host of the Canadian Business Women podcast. Today I have Camille Smith with me, um, and she's here to to share her knowledge about financial literacy so we can all be a little bit better with our finances, both personal and business. Welcome to the show, Camille. How are you today? All is well. All is well. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, actually. It's uh this is like the first one for this month, awesome. which is Financial Literacy Month. So I'm really excited. Perfect timing. To, to, it's yes, November. Absolutely. <laughs> Camille, can you introduce yourself and just tell us what led you to this point? Why you're so passionate about financial literacy? So my name is Camille Smith. I am the founder of Fitness IQ Services. Uh, Where it started, I have to first give a shout out to my mother and my auntie Cass. Uh, They were in the accounting field. uh, So I wanted to, you know, be just like them because they were my role models growing up. And when I went to university at Ryerson, sorry, I still say Ryerson, but I know it's TMU. (laughs) Um, I realized how much I didn't like auditing and I was like, oh, I don't think I like accounting as much as I thought I would. I'm going to switch to my minor, which was finance. And when I was in finance and I was able to actually get into like personal finance and do a comprehensive financial plan, I actually realized how much I enjoy like finding out analogies for folks um, when it comes to like how their cash flow is, how how their retirement's going to be, and just like different things with the lifestyle that occurs throughout their lives. So that was a, a real um, inspiration for me to do what I uh, do. However, I when I did graduate, I did move to Korea where I was teaching ESL. Um, I know a different thing to do, but then I was also inspired when the kids were actually starting to learn how to and when I say learning how to speak English I mean they almost they only could say thank you good morning that's all so the foreseeing that like being able to see them actually get a grasp of English it it warmed my heart but I knew that wasn't my real passion like my real passion was like financial literacy so when I came back um, in 2015, I was like trying to figure out how to do this. So I started with like bookkeeping because I still had knowledge with accounting. And then I was like, man, there's so much that people don't know about bookkeeping. And then I started doing taxes and people are like, well, I don't understand why I'm not getting this much of a refund or this. And I was like, yeah, because you you didn't take in consideration of like donations or or your RSPs. And I'm like, but I don't know these things. And I'm like, how? To me, I thought it was basic knowledge, right? And I was like, wow, there's something, there's a gap that's happening that like my generation and generations older actually don't know a lot about personal finance or financial literacy. So that's when I formed, because I do love working out like fitness and I love finance. So I just put it together with financial um, finance IQ services. And I was just like, I just want to help people become financially fit because there's we're lacking it in our community um, with financial literacy. So I really wanted to strive to like, you know, help as much as to make personal finance as exciting as it can be 
and and to help folks um, understand the meaning of personal finance and financial literacy. I hope that says that in a nutshell. I know it's a big story. <laughs> no, that then it makes sense why you started your podcast because you discovered your love of, of teaching and, and supporting people and you combined it with your education and it kind of it's been, it's been yes. a perfect marriage. So your podcast is mm-hmm. things I wish I knew about money. Is that, are you speaking for yourself yes. or are you speaking to the person you're trying to help? Speaking to the person I'm trying to help. And then also uh, myself, like in the past, because ideally the things that I learned was when I got to university, but I also like saw the things that my my family did or friends and family. I was like, wow, if we knew these things earlier, we would be so far ahead, just like other races that they were able to understand how to invest, understand how to budget, or even understand how to get into real estate in an early age. So that's the reason why I have it as things I wish I knew about money, because I just wanted to make it like a podcast that's entertaining (laughs) and simple as possible Mm -hmm. to have others understand certain things. And I've talked about almost every type of topic that you could think of. And um, like I've talked about budgeting, I've talked about investing, real estate, estate planning was was just the other day, especially because it was uh, estate planning month. So like the main focus is to have these topics and to discuss about it so people understand and also bring other guests in that have that expertise and are able to have a conversation so others know that everyone's the same everyone has a journey like everyone has a personal finance journey and it's going to be different for everyone and as long as you're able to hear someone else's story it would i'm hoping it would inspire folks to actually execute on the dreams and and plans and goals that they have in life that was the main focus but i always i always ask the guests is what are the three things you wish um you knew about money when you were younger and it's sometimes i've legit i've had everyone say like the same thing so what are those answers and do they match kind of what you have experienced as well mm-hmm. um understanding credit understanding to start investing early and and stop having uh what's the word instant gratification those are those are like the ones that always stand out and i'm like see it there (laughs) i don't have to tell you guys so then that's that's a great way i i love hearing those answers and it's not nothing i tell them to say obviously because it's a conversation it's just that i hear i feel like if someone constantly hears a different person talk about it then it must be true and that that's a way that they could be successful as well i agree because the problem with personal finance is the personal part right it's too <laughs> it's the person usually that's mm-hmm. the problem money is neutral it does it does what we we decide it will do so if people are realizing okay yeah i think i have those problems camille what steps would you give them to change that so the funny part is most people when it comes to solving the problem they wait until it's too late and i mean you know we're all guilty for that like 
you know, we've like now I'm I'm doing a detox and I I waited until it was too late to eat or something and now I'm like really hangry. But it's the same concept with with money. Like we sometimes wait till we're our our back is against the wall and we're not able to know what to do, but it's always great to have like either mentorship or a professional that will actually help guide you to the to the proper ways because you can't know everything at all. So the one thing I do is I tr- the first initial meeting I do is I I ask them what their vices are or a great question that I also hear is what what makes you what keeps you up at night? And that's when people actually tell me that I'm like, okay, so then you're going to have to have homework and and we're going to have to teach you like discipline and the different um, to to change your, your relationship with money. So we're able to help. And that's why I give folks homework and it begins with self-discipline. If you don't even have the discipline to do the homework, it's going to be hard for you to get the discipline to use money as a tool to be able to, to make it work for you accordingly. And also uh, my my main thing is always teaching folks the habit of saving because once you get the habit of saving, you're going to be able to get the habit of investing, to graduate into investing. And that's one thing I always talk about. Pay yourself first because no one's going to save you at the end of the day um, unless you have a safety net. And that's, that's the one thing that folks need is to have a safety net so they're able to be more at ease and peace of mind as well so that's the one thing I I start off with and then we think of a plan a a budget that works for them I know a lot of folks hate that b word but you would be surprised like Walmart has a budget um I'm trying to think of another place um AMD has has uh, uh, a budget, so why don't you have a budget? Because yourself technically is a business. Even if you're thinking personally, your your personal self is a business, so you want to run it accordingly. And I know some businesses have a lot of debt, <laughs> but they leverage that to make make their money work for us. So why not you find that way to do it as well? Can you speak a little bit more to that connection of the personal and the business side? Because I think in people's heads, they think it's like two different worlds. What I do in my home is different from how I'm going to be running my business and vice versa. If you don't have discipline within yourself, you're not going to have discipline in your business. And I've seen it. So as a bookkeeper, (laughs) um, as a bookkeeper, you learn a lot of things and it's shocking at times, but I also have to remember that people are human. But the one thing that I always talk about when it comes to business, personal and business, is if you have a business, please, 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 for the love of God, have a separate account. It, it's it's actually more time consuming and more money when you have both your personal and business um information together and not only that when CRA wants to come and audit you (laughs) they will be asking you for tedious things that that you 
don't even want them to look at because they're able, they have abilities to access your bank statements. Um, but to go back to the question is, you really have to have discipline um, to be able to structure a business in a way. And there's nothing wrong with learning as you go along, but you want to make sure that you have a mentor that's able to guidance you in the right way. Because if you're going to go in into a business headfirst with nothing, no life jacket, you might not make it in the next three years, to be, to be honest. Uh, you have to have a great support system, folks that will be willing to cheer you on, or you're going to have to be your own cheerleader because there's going to be times people don't understand your way of the business or value you. So you definitely need to be your own cheerleader. Uh, but you also have to have a system that works for you and your and your clients as well. And, for, and you're always going to be learning no matter what. In, I can't think of any industry that's here where you don't have to do like comprehensive um, studying or to, to keep your, renew your studies no matter what. So you're going to have to always learn about your business no matter what. And if you don't even know like the first thing about your industry, why are you even starting it? And also remember your why. You have to remember your why on why you started it and keep pushing with that as well, but also have everything in order. <laughs> so we need discipline on both sides. I get that. How should we be organizing that on our personal side? Like how much should we be saving that kind of thing? And then also on the mm -hmm. business side, is it kind of the same standards that we should be following when it comes to uh managing our finances and bookkeeping and all that so when it comes to your personal i usually have like a bucket that i that i set for folks is like if you want to do the okay so actually first things first if you have a nine to five you know that you have a set amount that you're receiving every week every two weeks every month so on so forth so you will kind of have um a wiggle room of how much you're going to be able to save. So if you're nine to five, I would say 10 to 15% start saving and learn how to, with the 85%, work with that, with, with other things. And even the bucket with savings, I have um, a plan that have an emergency fund, right? Because, or an emergency fund that's at least three to six months or with this recession, nine months of your expenses. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's slow and steady, right? It's not going to all happen all at once. Uh, you also want to have a, and I'm, I'm not going to swear on your, your platform, but a OSH <laughs> fund, because there's always something that's always going to happen, right? No, <laughs> there's always, there's always going to be a flat in your tire. There's going to roof collapse. There's going to be a, uh, a, a bank card that you lose and stuff you're it, there's something always gonna happen right um you want to make sure you have that type of fund uh you also have your financial freedom fund which is like the savings like investing and all that stuff you also have your treat yourself fund and that fund i always mention because it's something to keep you sane 
as you're working towards getting a better understanding of your finances. Because, you know, I, I get it. Some some fellas want to have a haircut or some ladies want to have get their nails done or even Uber Eats as a something or even a vacation. So you have those treat yourself um, fun so you're able to stay sane while you're on this journey of becoming financially fit. And then we also have a sinking fund where it's something along the lines of it's predictable expenses that you know that's always going to happen. Everyone always has a birthday. Everyone always celebrates the same holidays every year. Why not have that plan? So like ideally right now, I'm pretty sure you've heard um, Mariah Carey already. We already know (laughs) Christmas is coming. Um, you knew Christmas was coming from from time, so why not have a budget for that? From last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why not have a budget for that so you're able not to be flustered? Like, I remember one year I literally had a budget for that, and I made it work. And I, I was able to give so many gifts to folks, but I, I, I was being creative, like – it was when the hot chocolate bombs were like a hit, right? So I, so like my intimate family, they got something and then like other folks were able to get it. And then, you know, you write them a nice gift uh, or a thank you card just to express yourself like, yes, is it um, a budget friendly expense? Of course, but it's from the heart as well because you actually write something that is meaningful and then you actually mean if you don't mean it. Uh, that's on you (laughs) but there's so many ways that we can actually have a budget-friendly type of lifestyle for a moment just to get that discipline in so later on we're able to flourish and it's like you have to have that discipline of not having instant gratification when it comes to your personal life because if anyone has seen it in the past like with their family and stuff you know what happens at the end of the road when it comes to instant gratification. It doesn't look good, and it's and it's something I don't want to see for folks. When it comes to the business, it's it's kind of the same, but I also, when it comes to the business, I like to have folks have separate accounts for that too. So they have like their operating account, but they also have like a HST or a tax um, account because hi, hello, hi, if you charge HST, that's not your money technically. That is going to go straight to the government. And so why not have that set aside already? I know people usually use it, but if you have that discipline to put that aside and then you track your expenses, whether it's monthly, I wouldn't recommend monthly. (laughs) That's crazy because you're forever doing it. Quarterly is ideal because it's more uh, manageable or yearly doing your HSTs, um, you'll see that however much HST that you have reduces from the expenses of your HST, and that's how much money you give. And that's just a little gem that some folks may not know. Uh, with the That's why it's very important to have your receipts and organize your receipts and your expenses because that helps you with your with your taxes. Um, so have the operating taxes, sorry, have the operating account, have the taxes aside. And I always recommend using QuickBooks, um, 
I, I've heard from old accountants that, oh, oh, you, you millennials, you like to use this <laughs> online <laughs> system that makes you lazy instead of using um, Excel or the spreadsheet. But <laughs> I, I just think it's it's more manageable and it's it's live feed so like if someone's wondering like oh my gosh so how much money did i spend last month hold on boop, boop. come with a report and i'm like that's how much money you spent that's how much income that you incurred so how are we gonna work through this um throughout the year like is did you like how last quarter was going or do you want to switch last quarters and try to be more efficient and i see that you're 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 using a lot of money to, towards meetings. What's going on? Or I've, or I'd be like, I see you're sending a lot of money to yourself. Is everything okay? Like, let's make it a way where we can structure it like every two weeks instead of you randomly just putting money out every so often, right? Because at the same time, uh, bank charges. Certain banks, I'm not gonna name them, love to charge you for every e-transfer you do um i don't love them but there's some ways that you can work around that but once folks know that expenses are ways as long as as an expense in your business helps you um gain more income you're able to and i'm not going to say write off but you're able to use that expense to to lower your taxable income because I, I actually hate when people say write-off because it makes it seem like, oh, yeah, you can write off this. You can write off that. I'm like, that's not how it works. But okay. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, well, I love the, the part about the GST. It's so true. Like most people don't understand how that works and it gets them into trouble. So like in yes. general, don't wait till the end of the year to to <laughs> to finally get your bookkeeping in order and... <laughs> And have to do that. And that's why people hate it though, right? It's because I'm guess I'm guessing that's what you usually see, right? Everybody waits till a year worth of work to do one month uh until the deadline instead of just doing a little bit of, at a time and then it's a little bit more manageable, right? Is there anything that I haven't asked you um that you would like to share? The t- you just you just triggered me a little because <laughs> Back in the day, I would have people literally give me bags of receipts. Sometimes I can't even read the numbers and stuff. <laughs> shoebox and bags. Shoe and I just... <sighs> bags. <laughs> and I, I just really want folks to understand, like, when it comes to, like, especially a business, it's not just at the end of the year that you, you want to fix that you want to work on it every month just so you get a better understanding of your cash flow because you want to see how much money is coming in you want to see how much money is coming out and that um, goes hand in hand with your personal as well if you don't even if you're just like living blindlessly just tapping and and stuff you're really going to feel stress um, just throughout the the whole entire your whole entire life like why not have certain uh things in place where you're able to be more mindful and peaceful about what's going on but i but i understand because certain businesses or um 
when it comes to clients, they're waiting on the clients. And I totally understand that. Um, and then that's a way that we have to figure out a structure on having a safety net. So when the time when your your client is a month overdue, you don't have to be stressing about that because I understand that stress and it's not fun. And um, what else? Um, I just want folks to to value these type of services because they're just as important as your marketing. They're just as important as your sales team. Um, your financial folks or like CFO is, is the person that's going to help the person that educates you correctly and make sure that what they're, they're explaining what they're doing and also letting you know, and, and, and not, not BSing you as well, as long as they're not BSing you and they're educate, edu- um, sorry, educating you on what's happening and why you need to do certain things, then they're just as important as as everyone else. And it's very important to have professional help, right? Um, Some things you could do it yourself, but sometimes you need to add some folks to your team to be able to help the business run better. Awesome. So if people want to connect with you because they realize, actually, I need help with all that. What's the best way to, to reach you? So there are tons of ways to reach me. Uh, I'm not going to say my phone number, but you can, re- <laughs> um, you can reach me at info at fitnanceiq.com. You can email me. You can also, I'm on Instagram. So um, that's fitnanceiq as well. So F-I-T-N-A-N-C-E-I-Q. I know sometimes people think, oh, finance? Oh, fitness? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's together. <laughs> so and um, to follow the podcast, it's Things I Wish I Knew About Money podcast. And you can find it anywhere, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and all that good stuff. Awesome. Thank you for being here. I'll make sure to include all your links in the description and the show notes. And uh, hopefully we can bring you back at the beginning of the year so you can help me prepare for uh, tech yes. season. <laughs> if actually, not, it's, it's, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. It is actually more ideal to do tax strategy okay. around this time before the year ends. Right. So, so link me up. I don't have wait. my, my, uh, before you, my you link. buy any Christmas gifts or anything for the holidays, spend your money talking to Camille and then, uh, she will help you have a happier holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you again, Camille. Thank you, Esther. Have I appreciate this. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please share it on Instagram and tag us at CDN Biz Women Pod. Thank you. Take care.